Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we therefore will not we fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea though the waters thereof roar and be troubled though the mountains shake and the swelling thereof there is a river streams Whereof shall make land the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. Amen. Amen. Just for a few minutes, I'd like to labor there in the Word of God on that one line. That one line says, there is a river. There is a river. Now, that may not move you like it moves me. But over time, as I have read the Word of God and studied the Scripture, I see a shifting there. For it is found in the midst of chaos. Here's a line that is found in the midst of a world that is crumbling all around it. Yet, right in the middle of all of this trouble, Right in the midst of all of this chaos, there is a river. Let me suggest to you that the greatest offering to mankind out of the word of God is without contradiction the plan of salvation. In other words, my brothers and sisters, search the Bible from front to back. You won't find any greater message. You won't find any greater offering to man than the plan of salvation. Where we, it's there that we learn, that we learn in, in, in the Bible, in the Word of God, that great message is where we learn about how man fell away from God. But where we also find instruction as to how we ought to get back to God. Through his son, Jesus Christ. Are y'all hearing this? The Bible teaches us, and this is the greatest lesson in the Bible. The Bible teaches us that through our belief on his death, burial, and resurrection, we have victory over death and the grave. And that, my brothers and sisters, is without a doubt the greatest message of the Bible. But after we get through with that message, after we get through that message, then opinions began to vary 
about what's next. What, what is the next greatest story? Some say that after the, 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 the salvation, after the message of salvation, that they say that the greatest lesson from the Bible is some of the mysteries that are unlocked by the Word of God. There are others who say that the great message of the Bible after salvation is the message of the Holy Ghost. And I, today, I, 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 I don't stand here saying that I, I can sell that debate. The debate goes on and on from different things uh, because different things are important to different people. But as for me, I believe, my brothers and sisters, that one of the greatest offerings from the Word of God to man right now is a message of God's continual presence with mankind. Are y'all hearing me? I just believe that, that the greatest message of the Bible, you see my brother say, yeah, yeah, I just believe that the great message to me is that the Bible teaches is that God is with us every step. All the way. You see, brothers and sisters, if we are not careful, if we're not careful, we will relegate God to history and only see God in light of what he used to be in a time gone by. But I believe, brothers and sisters, <clears throat> that the living word of God keeps before us and presses the fact that God is a right now God. I wonder if I got one witness up in the house that God is right now. Anything that God has ever done, he is able to do it right now. Are y'all hearing me? All that God has ever been, God is that right. I, I wonder if I got one witness here. Let me say it another way. If he did it before, he can, are y'all hearing me? He can do it again. I believe, my brothers and sisters, I believe that that is the point that the psalmist is making to us here today when he says, God is our refuge. God is our strength. God is is a very present help in the time of trouble. Are y'all hearing this? I say God is a very present help in a time of trouble. I often get thrown off when I hear folks stand up and say something like, and I know it's a cute little saying, I feel my help coming. <laughs> my question is where you been? Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, according to the word of God, he is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, one would be hard-pressed to find stronger words of assurance than these words found in Psalm 46. Here's a word that throws in our laps the isness of God. <laughs> and don't look for that in the dictionary. I made it up. The isness of God. All, all that means is uh, 
that he is a right now God. If you're looking for him somewhere in the past, uh, you, you, you're looking too far back. If you're looking way up ahead of you, you're looking too far ahead. I, I want you to know that he's God right now. Oh, my brothers and sisters, all of our testimony about God and his mighty power, when we talk about God, it ought not always be in the past tense. Somebody, I wonder if I got a witness here. You ought to have some present tense testimony. When you're testifying, huh? Yeah, it's good to talk about what the Lord has done, but there ought to be some present tense. Are y'all hearing me? Somebody ought to be able to say, God is the joy and the strength of my life. Somebody ought to jump up and say, the Lord is my light. And my salvation. Somebody ought to be able to say the Lord is blessing me right now. Are y'all hearing me? That's a right now testimony. Somebody in here can say that he is my all in all. He is my strength from day to day. Everything ought not be about what God used to be. Somebody ought to be able to say something about what God is and who he is right now. And the reason reason why you ought to have a present tense view of God is because your view of God shapes how you react and how you respond to things right now. I'm going to help somebody here. The reason why you ought to have a present day view of who God is is because that's what shapes how, how you react to stuff right now. Psalmist says, the psalmist says, that because I have a present tense view of God, I will not fear. Are y'all hearing this? Because I know who God is right now. Because I know what he's able to do right now. He says, I refuse to fear anything. Very interesting, my brothers and sisters, when you read this text, when you read this text, the the, the declaration that he he won't fear precedes the description of what it is to be scared of. Are y'all here? He don't even know, he ain't even said what it is to be scared of. But before he even finds out what that is, he says, I ain't scared. I will not. He's already made up his mind that no matter what comes, Because I know who God is and I know who he is right now. I will not fear. Look at what he's saying. He says, I I will not fear. And then he says, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the sea, though the waters roar and are troubled and the mountains shake. Are y'all hearing me? And one of the things that fascinates me most, uh, most about uh, about the Word of God is how the Word of God just seems to be timeless. See, these are words that were written thousands of years ago, and they still they still speak to you and I right now. It's amazing to me that they wrote this all of those years, but right now, if you sit down and look at it right now, there are words that will help you live right now. Oh, my brothers and sisters, as I look at the conditions of the world right now, 
the world that we're living in right now and situations that we face, it occurs to me that this psalm, although it was written thousands of years ago, it really could have been written last week. For, for it describes, my brothers and sisters, read it, read it, read these conditions. It describes to a T the chaotic time that we are living in right now. Hurricanes. Are y'all hearing me? Two or three at one time, hurricanes all around us, tornadoes, earthquakes, floods, forest fires, all of that. Are y'all here in the news right now? And that's just the nature size of it. That's just nature there. That's nature. Add to that man's inhumanity toward man. Folk, folk who care nothing about the law of man or the law of God, and then add to that folk who have perverted the word of God to the extent that sinners can't even take the word seriously. I'm talking about now. I ain't talking about a thousand years ago. I'm talking about right now. This particular psalm, this particular psalm is written to speak directly to circumstances of people, of God, and because of that, it is recorded as one of the songs. That's why it's in the book of Psalms. This is one of the songs of Zion. And my brothers and sisters, uh, whether you realize or not, that is power in the songs of Zion. I'm talking about the songs of Zion. I ain't talking about the other stuff you're saying. I'm talking about the songs of Zion. That is power in the songs of Zion. That's why I had a hard time understanding in Psalm 137 why they refused to sing. Here they are in trouble and the enemies are trying to get them to sing one of the songs of Zion and they would not sing. I believe they missed a chance because I know and you ought to know that that is power in the songs of Zion. Anybody ever been there? First of all, first of all, every child of God ought to have a song. Are you hearing me? If you're a child of God, you, you ought to have somewhere in your heart. I'm talking about the songs of Zion now. I ain't talking about P. Diddy and all that. I'm talking about the songs of Zion. I, I, if you want to get over. Is it, where did that come from? Is, is he still alive? I don't, but anyway, I, I'm, every child of God ought to have on their hearts one of the songs of Zion. Prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 35, 10, he says that, that when the song of Zion was sung, sorrow and sighing got to go. Whenever you sing one other song, if there's ever been a time, my brothers and sisters, we need a song. And brothers and sisters, yeah, you ought to have a song on your heart, something that you just sang to yourself. Are y'all hearing me? I wonder if I got one witness up in here that when your burdens are heavy and when your way gets dark, if you can just get that one little song, uh, you may not be able to carry a tune in a bucket with a lid on it. But it doesn't matter about the tune. If you got the song on your heart, I wonder if I got a witness up in here that that thing will lift you up. It will pick you up when you're falling down. This particular song is written in the songbook for the children of Israel so that they might 
sing and cease their sighing and their sorrowing. But, but as I go through the text, and, and it is a lovely text, as I, it seems to speak to us right now. Look at the whole song. Look at this whole song. It's, it's beautiful in, in its wording. I have always been awed by this line, and I don't know why it is. I read about the storms. I read about the the earthquakes, I read about all of that, but some kind of way when I finally get to this one line, it just does something to me. You ought to have a word like that. This, this word, when I get that, it just does something to me. It talks about all of the, 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 the hard times, it talks about everything else, the chaos, but this one line says, there is a river. There is there's something about it that the way it reads and the placement of it just makes you feel assured that God has got this. Read it sometimes. Read it sometimes. And sometimes that's all you need to know. You need to know in spite of what's going on around us and all of the things that are happening, everything going on, all the craziness in Washington, D.C., uh, you need to read something that lets you know God has got this. There is a river. Midst of chaos, earthquakes, mountains crumbling into the sea, but right in the midst of all of that, that line says, There is, there is a river. That statement, when I read it, 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 it sends me to research. I've got to figure out what in the world is this river about in the midst of all of this came. What is the psalmist talking about? Yeah, yeah, there is a river. He's saying that in the midst of all of that's going on, there still flows a life-giving stream. Are y'all hearing me? Don't be so overcome and don't get so preoccupied with all of the noise around you that you miss the fact that in the midst of all of that rise a life giving stream. Saying that in the midst of all of that, there still flows this fountain. Look at the map, brothers and sisters. Look at, and see, I have to go research this thing and see why, what's so important about this river. And I found this. I found that most of the major population centers in the world where most people live, most people choose to live near water. You want to know where the, the highest populations are? The highest populations is where there's water. Not many people move into the desert. People like to live where there is water because as long as there is water flowing, are y'all hearing me? As long as there is water flowing, there is a presence of what living things need to keep on living. So it really doesn't matter what's going on around as long as you got some water. Living things can keep on living. We as a people, we as a people, we've always had a special relationship with rivers. Our foreparents, they worked around rivers and they studied the river and they drew a whole lot of inspiration and hope from what they learned about the rivers. Our ancestors could be heard singing Old Man River. He must know something, but he don't say nothing. He just keeps rolling along. Something about rivers that 
just sort of spoke to us in our history. They would sing stuff like Deep River. My home is over Jordan. Deep River, Lord, I want to cross over. There was just something about rivers. They would sing stuff like, I'm going to lay down my burden. Down by, are y'all hearing me? Really what they're saying is, there is, there is a river. I, I can take what I got to take. I can take some of this stuff because I see the river. I, I see that ever flowing stream. I don't know what the psalmist I don't know what this psalmist is facing, but it sounded like he was facing trauma. Sometimes Bible writers, they, they use poetic language to talk about political things and social things. I don't know what he was going through, but whatever it was was traumatic. And my brothers and my sisters, if there has ever been a time of political and social chaos, that time is right now. Every day. There is a new news cycle that points to corruption over here and calamity over there. If I've ever seen chaos in the government, chaos in, in, in everything around. I see it right now, but I just thank God that in the midst of all of that, there is, <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me, in the midst of all of that, there is a river. Somehow in the midst of all of this corruption, somehow in the midst of all of the trouble that we see, uh, there is a constant flow of the power of God. Listen to how the psalmist says it. He says, there is, there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles, of the most high. There is a river there. Are y'all hearing me? The, the streams that shall make glad the city of God. Now, here's a little problem we got here. Here's a little problem we got here. The strange part of this text is that the city of God, which is Jerusalem, the city of God where the temple is, the strange thing is that, that, that this, this place that the psalmist is writing about yeah, if you study it and look at it, this place never had a river. Jerusalem never had. Never had a river, ain't got no river now. Are y'all hearing? That's the strange thing about the text. He, he's saying that there is a river in the city of God, but when you study, you find out that Jerusalem ain't ever had no river. There's never been any water flow. Matter of fact, that's what wars are fought about over there. They fight over water. Over here is oil, but over there, it's water. There is no river that flows through Jerusalem. At least not a river of water. <laughs> I just said something right there. At least not a river of water. So, if you think that uh, of a river... If you're sitting here today and you think of a river only as water, this will make no sense. So the psalmist here is not talking about water. Yet he's talking about an ever-flowing, life-giving presence. So although it's not water, he's saying that there's something flowing here. Y'all ain't hearing me, huh? Although it's not wet, although it's not water, 
There's something that is flowing through the city of God. What is it? What is this ever-flowing presence that, that makes the city of God glad? What is this ever-flowing presence that makes us move? Are y'all hearing me? We saw it this morning. We saw it this morning. Wasn't no water up in here, but something moved through here. Y'all ain't hearing me. There is an ever-flowing life giving presence that flows among the people of God. There is an ever-flowing presence uh, that makes the city glad. What is it? What is this ever-flowing life-giving presence that delivers us from fear? What is this ever-flowing life-giving presence that keeps our enemies at bay? What is this uh, ever-flowing life giving presence that causes us uh, to lift our hands toward God. What is that ever-flowing, life-giving presence? Psalmist goes on ahead to tell us that, that this river is ever, it's an ever-present God. He goes on and lets us know that. He said, God is in the midst of it. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, it's flowing, it's flowing. And yeah, somebody right now sitting there, and you see, you can feel a little of it right now. And it says that God is in the midst of it. That's why, that's why, that's why when the Spirit of God is moving, God is in the midst. That's why somebody will leave here saying, I feel better. So much better since I laid my burden down. Why? Because God is in the midst of it. It flows right in the midst of all. And the sad part of it, there are people who are sitting here whose mind is somewhere else and it flow right by. But I wonder if I got a witness up in the house that if you came here looking for something, if you came here knowing that there is a life-giving stream, I wonder if I got one witness in the house that he will pick up your burdens and he'll... Can't speak for anybody else. Can't speak for anybody else, but I'm glad. I'm glad that in the midst of all of the craziness that's going on in the world right now. Are y'all hearing me? I'm glad that in the midst of crazy news cycles that come every time the news comes on, I'm glad that there is a river. In the midst of corruption and evil all around us, I'm glad my brothers and my sisters, that there is a river. Are y'all hearing me? I'm glad that in the midst of all that we are facing right now, that there is an ever-present flowing uh, river yeah, in the time of trouble. Am I the only one here that's glad uh, that there is a river? I'm glad, my brothers, uh, and my sisters, that there is a, a precious fountain that is free to all. Y'all wonder why I sing that all the time. I sing it because I'm celebrating a fountain yeah, that is free to all. Uh, and it flows from Calvary's mountain. All uh, I'm saying is uh, there is a river. I'm glad. Uh, that there is a fountain that's filled with blood and it's drawn from Emmanuel's bank. Sinners 
they plunge beneath that flood and they lose all, all their guilty stains. All I'm saying is that there is a river. Yeah, I'm glad that it flows to the highest mountain. Yeah, and it flows to the lowest valley. Yeah, that blood. That gives me strength uh, from day to day. Uh, it will never, uh, it will never uh, lose its power. Yes, uh, I'm glad uh, that there is a river yeah, that flows uh, deep within. Uh, there is a fountain uh, that frees a soul from sin. Uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, and with that, I can give my invitation. Yeah, there's anybody in the sound of my voice yeah, who does not know him uh, for yourself. Yeah, here is my invitation. Yeah, come to the fountain. Yeah, so rich yeah, and so sweet. Uh, cast uh, down poor soul uh, at the Savior's feet. Uh, plunge uh, in the day uh, and be made complete. Glory! Glory! Glory to his name. There is. There is a river. There is a river. The source of that river. The source of that river is Calvary's cross. Where he suffered, bled, and died. But thank God, he conquered sin and death. And he got up early Sunday morning with all power in his hands and if you're here today here's my invitation to you here's my invitation to you come to this fountain yeah yeah yes yeah yes if you're here oh down 